Welcome to the Star Trek Warp Top 10 Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Uh, I am Phil Rizzo, uh, as always. And today, I am joined by our good friend, Brian Parks. What's up, Brian? Hey, uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, so uh, no Luke this episode. Uh, you know, uh, we apologize. Luke is, of course, behind the scenes, helping us put this thing together, producing. He's slicing and dicing. He's cutting. He's editing. He's publishing. He's doing everything he can do. Without actually speaking to you folks, but uh, he's there. God bless him. Yeah, yeah. God, God bless indeed. Uh, yeah. So hey, we're back with another episode. Uh, before we get started, let's just say uh, hit us up on Instagram at stwarp10 or email us. Give us an email. We got an email bomber. People can email us and say whatever they want to say. That's exciting. Stwarp10 at gmail.com. That is our email. Hit us up. Give us your list. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're great. Tell Bomber that he's amazing. Uh, tell me that I'm good looking. It would help. I know you haven't seen me, but just go with it. And uh, yeah, that's what we got. What's going on, Bomber? Uh, nothing. Uh, you know, I got to be honest. It's amazing to be back on the show. Uh, you know, again, knowing nothing really about Star Trek, uh, you know, here I am. Uh, you know, I, 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 I could get jobs otherwise after this. So, you know, I think I'm doing a dinette podcast after this. <laughs> uh, you know. uh, yeah, so uh, I'm happy to be here, you know? Yeah, man. No, th- thanks for being on again. I know uh, the episode that you did, the parodies episode, um, other than our intro pod, the 15-minute intro pod we did, that is the most listened to episode. Oh, so I think a lot of people like the humor. Well, I think they like the topic, maybe, you know. Uh, it it was your topic, too. How much humor we really brought. We kind of derailed <laughs> this thing real quick. But hopefully we won't do that today, uh, you know. Yeah, so we got a good one for you today. So we're, we're going to do uh, top 10 movie moments. Uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but kind of like we did in the Boston Memories pod, uh, I got my top 10. And, uh, you know, Bomber here is just going to kind of, kind of, kind of... Uh, Comment on my list. What he thinks? Uh, does he agree? Disagree? Uh, what the hell are you talking about? That kind of thing. No, wait, wait. Let me ask you now. Do, do I don't? Do I have ten here? Or? What's that? Am I bringing ten to the table? I, I don't think you you could put together ten if you tried to. Oh, okay. No, because I, I actually did uh, come up with a list. Did you? But I didn't come up with ten. Okay. I, I was, and I, I actually it was um, in honor of Luke Boyle. I was like, you know, sometimes I know he brings nine to the top ten list, and I kind of did the same. I, so I, I did come up with some kind of list, but I don't need to. to, to I, I can we can listen to your thing. I, I, to be honest with you, folks, I'm trying to remember if this is off the Phil Phil's list that we did many years ago, the fifty list, but uh, or we exchanged fifty movies to have each other watch. Yeah. You, I, I, I so I've seen Star Trek: Wrath of Khan. Uh, All right. Uh, what was the other one? First you Contact. First Contact and the Star Trek movie with Chris Pine. Oh, you, of course, right. So I, I, my list consists of moments from those three movies All is right. what I had. But, but I don't need to do it if you, you'd rather why, not. I, why would you not do it? I uh, didn't know you had your list. Right, yeah, I, I couldn't remember how we dis- if we discussed about that, but yes. <laughs> we're just we're just seat of our pants, folks. This is uh we're just we're just just going for it here. Yeah. Keeping it loose as always. Yeah. So top ten movie moments is our list. Bomber has a list, baby. So we are not going to go. Uh, style that we did with Boston Memories. We're going to have two lists for you today. How about that? You ready to rock this? I'm ready. All right. Hey, you know what? I'm going to let you kick it off. Now, uh, and tell everybody, so you, you've only seen only seen those three movies, you said? Yeah, I'm trying to... Actually, maybe I did... No, I must have seen... Gener- what was the one where Kirk met I did uh, have Professor you watch that X. one. Yes. Professor X. Yes. <laughs> that was Generations, right. I did uh, have you watch that. As many Star Trek fans flip coffee tables over because I went, <laughs> went that route. Uh no, yeah, Generation. I me- yeah, I remember that one. So I did see the, those did four movies I've seen. Okay. Yes. Four out of 13. That's not, hey, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. For a non-Trek fan. Right? That's not bad. Now, is that, I mean, can I consider myself to be a non-Trek fan if I went and saw four movies? That, that's pretty, uh, you know, maybe I am a fan. You know, Not I'm, a non-fan. Not a non-fan. Sure. Exactly. I'm Even not a hater. I'm not a hater. No, no. You never were a hater. Even though I do find it a, a sleep-inducing, I think that... Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I have respect. I have respect for I the Star Trek. I feel like we talked about uh, this when you did when we did the parodies pod, but I know that you have always been fascinated by Trek culture, even yeah. if you weren't a part of it per se. Yeah. 
It's like uh, it's like that alluring woman is seducing you, and I'm like, ah, I'm not gonna get involved. But I feel like one day, you know, what are we gonna do? We're gonna have to get in bed together, you know? Yeah, you know what? STDs be damned, right? It's gonna happen. <laughs> wow. All right. Although that's a Star Trek disease. That's not a. That's not what. I'm, oh, yeah. Okay. See, right. see, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm, no. I'm trying to get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. Hey, so let's do this, man. Let's do. Let's do our top ten movie moments. Now, listen. I know we did top ten movies. We did that uh, last season. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and. Uh, and we've mentioned some of these moments, at least on my list, before. I got no clue what Bomber's bringing to the table today. But as far as uh, the moments I've mentioned, uh, they uh, they may appear on this list. So, hey, you know, if I repeat myself, forgive me, please. And real quick, just just we, before we, as we kick this off, I'm going to let you start. Because once again, I only do have nine. Uh, Unless you want to count my honorable mention, which is the end credits. <laughs> That's the, the best part of every Star Trek movie because that means we're done. Uh, no, 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 no. That's uh, not true. Not true. Oh, the, other thing, the other thing I have to throw out just as a quick line, I yeah. have to say, I never saw it, but the title always makes me laugh. Star Trek, the motion picture. Right. I kind of just want to say to that movie, fuck you. You know, you know, you know like... <laughs> Hey, you know, I'm wait, sorry. Wait, why? Because why? the title is just so hilarious to me. It's not like Star Trek the movie, Star Trek the film. Right. It just, for some reason, it sounds so high-end where it's like, you know, I'm sorry, folks. I didn't see Star Trek the television program, so I'm not going to stick around for Star Trek the motion picture. The it just motion like, picture. It just, it just sounds so fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I see guys sitting in a room going, what should we call this thing? Star Trek. No, we got to add on to it because there's the show, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They settled on the motion picture. Right. It just sounds hilarious to me. Because you don't really hear that term too much anymore, you know? I, I think it was a great motion picture picture you know i feel like it was informed by superman the motion picture right or no it was superman the movie wasn't it i think so i, I think, think you're it right. was superman the movie it was called so maybe they were trying they were to distinguish themselves from that yeah. by saying the motion picture maybe right right huh i don't know why i considered it to be like you know high falutin it sounds a little way, you know? right? like superman the movie sounds like you're going to a party but you're gonna leave the top button open you know <laughs> star trek the motion picture you're putting the fucking tie on yeah, the whole yeah. thing you know does yeah, that make any even, does yeah. that make any sense at all like, <laughs> no of course not but great that's where we are all right. Sounds good to be, man. So, yeah, why don't you kick it off with your number 10? Now? I'll kick it off. All right. And, folks, here, listen. So, so the way I came up with my list today, we'll, we'll mention that. We, Bob already kind of told us how he came up with his list. Um, but uh, I'm still curious to hear. The way I came up with my list, you know, I uh, the moments that kind of got my uh, either my, my heart pumping or my, uh, you know, my brain uh, thinking, oh, my God, that's really cool. Just cool moments, um, you know, emotional moments, but really just moments that I remember. When I saw the movie for the first time, I was like, ooh, I like that. So that's really it. You know, we keep it simple. No, uh, you know, you're going to be surprised how, how minuscule some of these moments are, but some of them are big ones. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready to kick it off. How did you How did you pick your list? I know you said you only had the three movies that you went from. Yeah, you know, I I, I mean, I, I, I feel like Luke does this a lot, too, when he's on. He, 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 well, he tries to do some research, and then I know he was very, very busy, so then he'll, he'll do a little bit, but then he, most of it is off his memory, I remember. And I'm, that's really what I'm going on, too. Like, I haven't seen any of these movies. I saw them all. One time, right? You know, so all, all, all four of them, all four one of time. them, yes. one time. So we're going back now. Now the new Star Trek with J.J. Abrams. I saw, I saw that when it came out in the theater, and I loved it. By the way, I thought it was a phenomenal movie. Yeah, we love that on this pod. That's for sure. And the ones that you guys that you met you gave to me on the list years. How we're talking like twenty years ago, or at so. least. So it's so it's been. We're going we're like not. you know from the very. I got to pull way back from the cobwebs right. here. I got to dig, get you know, brush through a lot of nonsense. I'm to curious get there, how much you remember from seeing it one time. If you could pick. Whatever they, moments at all, it'd be amazing. Let's 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 uh, see well, what you. Yeah, it's really images, really feelings. These images, yeah. I not like that shot with the ship in space. That's my number nine, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kurt. <laughs> what do you got? Um, it's gonna be a quick show, folks. The, the, <laughs> no, the I left out with the, that great makeout scene with Kirk and Spock. Other than that. <laughs> Uh, no, no, we'll, we'll see what happens here. But yes, uh, take us your number 10. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. Jump right in. So, so, yeah, so top 10 movie moments. Here we go. Number 10. <laughs> and you know what? By the way, these some of these are going to be spoilers for you now that I think about it. Well, um, I, mean, I mean, you've had 100 years to watch oh, these films, so see, you know, now, shame on you. But And we always have to go off this. this I, I, I got to throw this out there. Totally forgot to mention. So I tried to do a little research in this from the standpoint of I wanted to go back and listen to Phil and Luke's first episode because it was oh, right. about the top movies. Right. And I'm listening to that, and I, I didn't listen to it too much because I got derailed listening, doing something else. But you guys both threw out your number 10. And I think I think it was Nemesis, if I remember right. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And I think you mentioned the fact that this made me die because I was thinking to myself, you're like, you know, you threw out the line, you're like, spoiler alert, Data dies. You know? <laughs> right, right. And I was thinking to myself, if someone was listening to it and hadn't watched it and they heard you go spoiler alert, I see them like reaching for the dial to turn it. <laughs> you threw Data dies out so fast. Right. Like, Motherfucker. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, 
So yeah, I don't mind the spoilers because to be honest with you, nine times out of ten, by the time I actually do get around to watch it, I'm probably going to forget you know right, what the right, spoiler right. is. So don't worry about me. Uh, I, I'm fine with that. All right, sounds good then. All right, so number ten. Khan crushes a human skull with his bare hands. So this is in uh, you know Star Trek Into Darkness. I've mentioned the absolute insanity of this moment before on another pod, but for me, not just in the trailer for Into Darkness. And by the way, I love Into Darkness. It was like, I think it was like number three or four on my on the movies list. So I'm a big fan of that. There's a couple of moments from that movie in, in, on this list. Benedict Cumberbatch playing Khan, so he is really pissed at... Um, you know, RoboCop. Uh, I can't remember his name. Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Thank you. He's really pissed at RoboCop and his, who you know pretty much left him, left him for dead. So at, at one point, when he finally gets his hands on him, he grabs him. I know you haven't seen this. He grabs his his head like this and then crushes his skull like by pushing in. Have you ever tried pushing on your palms right now? There's not much power there, so that just kind of tells you like what like how strong Khan would have to be to do this. But the moment in the trailer, obviously they don't show it in the movie or in the trailer. Like they don't show the actual skull being crushed. But it was a really crazy moment. They had a great actress. I can't remember who it was, um, the name of the actress. Uh, but she was playing Carol Marcus in the movie. And she like, like the horror, look of horror and scream on her face sold how kind of dark that moment was going to be in the trailer. And then when it happened on screen, it was equally as powerful, I think. You know, and Benedict Cumberbatch was, you know, giving it all he had. And he was, he played it over the top a little bit. And he was so intense and mad. And it was just, a, it was just a crazy, crazy sick moment. Um, it, it sounds like it almost reminds me of the Game of Thrones. Was there a little bit of that, uh, with the mountain? Wasn't the mountain? Oh, yeah. Right, it was right? kind of like Something that. Like except, that? of course, Game of Thrones showed you him putting his thumbs through, uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely along the same lines. And, uh, you know, the only other thing I want to mention about this is that, like, um, I mentioned before, it's a, it was kind of dark, but it was, in my opinion, a dark turning point for the Kelvin timeline. You know, the first movie that you saw was very, you know, obviously there were people died and things happened, but, um, you know, Into Darkness, as it's titled, you know, really, you know, got a little darker. And uh, that was kind of a turning point. I, I, I like that they went that way. You know, not every Star Trek movie has to be... You know, happy ending, everything's going to be okay, a couple right. red shirts dying, that's it. Like, you know, it can be dark, like things can happen. Um, and I thought that was, and they had to step up the character of Khan, right? You know, he's, he's, he's got big shoes to fill with Ricardo Montalban, so he's got to, he's, he's got to step up his, uh, his evilness, his insanity, you know. So that, that's my number 10. What, what do you think? Uh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Violent. <laughs> never saw the movie, right? No, never saw it. No. <laughs> right, right. But it sounds interesting. I, you know, I like the idea of, uh, and, and, and also that character. That'd be cool. I want to, I would like to see that movie just to see that character in because I didn't love, uh, Wrath of Khan. So. All right. That was my number 10. Bomber. What do you got? Number 10. I can't wait. Well, uh, there is no number 10. Okay. We're skipping number 10. Bomber. Yes, number yes. nine. We're can't wait. Well, and, and number nine is, uh, you know, there might as well be no number 10. Uh, no number nine either because I, I, I was struggling to get to, to get the ninth yeah, one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But for some reason, I, 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 I was trying to pick out. So I, I'm going to ask you then. I feel like the, one of the things I loved about the Star Trek, so this is going to be from the, the new Star Trek with J.J. Abrams, the first one. Yep, the, 2009. Uh, but like Kirk becoming Kirk. Mm. And what, when does that moment happen in the film, do you think? When do I think it happens? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I mean, I mean, you, you could argue he's Kirk from when he's a small boy and, he, and he's reckless in the car and stuff yeah, like that. that. Yeah, that, 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 so that's what I had when I wrote, I wrote down the car moment. Okay. That's yeah. what I wrote down. I couldn't remember specifically what it was about that, but that's what I had uh, as my moment of him. But I don't, you know, I thought it was, a, maybe I was like, wow, this because I, I only know of him being, you know, fucking William Shatner, you know. <laughs> right, right. And after a while, I'm like, all right, man, what are we doing here? But, but this was kind of a cool thing for the for that just knowing that character and seeing it that it came alive for me watching that movie so i felt like i remember that moment with the car I don't, oh cool yeah i don't remember anything else so, and you, you know. knew the the lore of captain kirk really probably yeah and like you you see those the, the one movie that kirk was in the generations i'm not rather kind of watched you right so, so yeah, yeah. you kind of had an idea of yeah true. But just you know, everybody kind of knows who kirk is but you're right that kind of really encapsulates like you know his sort of uh fearlessness right right that kind of thing i mean for me pine just made you know he was I think they all did such a great job. I'm, I'm not, I've, I've phoned on them over and over, so I'm not going to do it now. But no, yeah. But I hear you. Yeah, that, that, that was it did a good job. So I guess that that would be my, my number nine kind of week there. Kirk driving a car is that exciting? Hey, is you know it, what? You that's know? great. All right, that's all right. great. I, I, what about I crush a skull, but you drive a car. You know, that's even. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 I, nothing but excitement over here. There you know? go. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you take us to your nine here? Number nine. Resistance is futile. So yeah, this is from First Contact. So. You know, the moment when the Borg Queen, you know, thinks that she's got data under her under her thumb and, uh, 
you know, Data fires the photon torpedoes supposedly at, you know, um, Zephyrin Cochran's warp ship. I know I'm talking Chinese that, algebra well, to you right now, a but dicey name you just said. There, <laughs> you know. I, I always I always say Zephyrin with an N, but it's Zephyrin Cochran. Um, you know, the Phoenix is uh, launching its first warp ship. Big culmination at the end of the movie. Data, you know, goes to destroy them, and I don't think any of us believe that Data was really, you know, turned to the dark side. But uh, but it didn't make that cinematic moment any less cool when the Borg Queen realizes that Data betrayed her, and she turns around. She's like, Data, it would be like, motherfucker, you know. <laughs> and he's just like, you know. And of course, it's cheesy when he says, you know, resistance is futile, which is there. That that I don't know if you remember or not, but that's their phrase. Right, right. You know, don't resist us. You're going to be, you know, you're all going to die. You're all going to be assimilated. So they would. You know, that we are the Borg. Resistance is futile. Like, that's what they would say in every encounter. So Data saying that is a fun little movie moment. But it still works. still like that moment. It still, you know, still uh, raised the hairs on the back of my neck. Like, I still enjoy it every time. So that would kind of be like the Borg capturing Spock and being like, live long and prosper, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> which, which they would. they live forever, technically. No, oh, okay. All right. Actually, no, I guess they don't. I don't know. The They're, they're in part organic, in part, you know, uh, Bio circuitry. I mean, um, ner- um, you know, cybernetic circuitry. I wonder if uh, the human side of them, or whatever species it was, the organic side, thank you, would eventually die, or if it would just continue to. I guess the Borg nanopro. I'm really going off the rails here. I'm sorry. No, I'm I- just thinking. I guess the Borg nanoprobes would keep that body alive forever. So seemingly, they would be able to live long and prosper. Is my uh, well, I may not prosper. I guess they don't have kids. Right. Right. What yeah. the fuck am I talking I- about? I was going to ask you for the last minute there. Uh- <laughs> We're keeping that if, if it's okay that I went into another fucking. I was thinking about anything else but what you were saying because I had no clue what the hell you were talking about. But, right, but, but that's all right. Uh, you know, when when I when I stumble onto something that I've never thought about before in all the years and hours I've thought about Star Trek, it's fascinating to me myself. Nobody else, just me. I go, hmm. I wonder if the uh, you know the organics will you know. So who cares? Huh. So that is my number nine. Nice. What's your number eight? All right, we're on to number eight here. So now I have. Um, so I, now this is interesting because, well, I'll put it out there. Uh, I put Kirk's dad's death in the uh, oh, yeah. in the in the new Star Trek. Sure, because I remember that being a powerful moment, and, and I, I think it's interesting that um, there, there's there's a possibility of him coming back now. Isn't I it? mean, that's the rumor that's that he'll come back for the fourth Trek. He'll be George Kirk again. Oh, we're talking about uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I remember that being a you know a, like one of those uh, things where it's like you know this. I'm trying to think of another scenario. Almost like I don't know why my mind is going here, but like Bruce Willis and Armageddon, where it's like you know what I got to kill myself here. Uh, but I'm trying to remember: does his dad sacrifice himself, or does he like get he just gets killed? no? He sacrifices himself. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, that's, that he always destroct, and he that's what my memory of the was. Ship. was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, which I know we've always told, I don't know if we really want to go down this road either. But go down. You know, like when you're on an airplane and like, you know, if the plane's going down and you're like you're in trouble here, it's like now you're just, you know, now you're making out with a woman next to you <laughs> just to get a little bit of fun before you go out. Like, like there was nothing for him to do there, you know, right? Or there was, he couldn't even, you know. No, he, I mean, the, the, well, his kid was being born over the, over oh, the right. That's, so, that, like, that, he, so that was He heard the thing. baby cry and I was that, like, oh, yeah, I love you, peace. You that, know, that was, was tough. That was a tough scene. Yeah, it was tough. Man, ten is... minutes into the movie, you're very emotionally invested. It was uh, it, it, that's what makes one of the things that makes that movie so great. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Again, I don't know. Like I said, is it, uh, we're not doing top ten happiest moments here, right? I mean, it, it was sad, so but but it was powerful. I remember hey, it. So. Movie moments, no criteria. You know what? We're having a moment here. Hey, we, yeah. we are kind of. He's gazing into my eyes, folks. Uh, well, why don't you go to number eight before we start getting really romantic? Here. Done. Uh, back to uh, back to Star Trek in the Darkness. I'm sorry. I know I'm a Kelvin boy. I'm so sorry. Um, the moment when, and I mentioned this a couple times too, the, when Uhura tells Spock to go get him. Um, so Kirk is dying or dead. Uh, you know, spoiler alert. And okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> don't worry, he lives. They make they make another movie. Um, so yeah, so so Kirk sacrifices himself. For the Enterprise, just like Spock did in Wrath of Khan, they flipped the roles for Into Darkness, and um, Khan is on the loose. He's, you know, they still didn't get him. Um, oh, you know, and they didn't know that they could save Kirk at this time yet. So Spock is just filled with freaking anger. The whole ship is like fucking Khan. He gets away. They spot him. They pick him up on on the planet on Earth. And of course, it's a total movie like you know convention. But they're like, well, we can't beam him up, but we can beam one person down. So Aurora looks in Spock. She's like, go get him. 
And he's just like, you know, so, and, and, you know, hey, it's, again, I know it's cheesy. I know it's like so generic, but it, it was one of the, it was one of the best moments, you know, obviously it was in fact the eighth best moment <laughs> of watching Very the movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, let's get specific about it. So that, you know, that works for me every single time. I love uh, Zoe's, um, Saldana and, um, I'm sorry, Zachary Kinto in that, that moment too. They were really good. So yeah, Bobby, you should watch this movie. It's really good. And the character's name is Ahura? Uhura with a U. Uhura. All right, that, U-H-U-R-A. It sound, all right, sounds a little dicey there. Right? You know. <laughs> How so? I don't know, like, it sounds like a whore. No, man. Like, oh. A whore, yeah? I hope they weren't thinking that in the 60s. Hopefully, yeah. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, all right. That, yeah, that was my number eight, baby. What was your number seven? So my number seven is, I, I, I don't know if I would, I, I had to put this in there just because it's just a memorable, memorable thing, but just... Uh, Wrath of Khan, with you know when uh, he leaves uh, Kirk on the thing to, to die, and he just yells out Khan. I mean, you know, the, right. the iconic uh, that is God. Yeah, Whatever, you know, uh, of course, I can't do that. No, but, that's uh, what he know. yelled. <laughs> he just didn't want to yell into my ears, folks. So thank you for yeah. Doing I, 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 oh, I knew folks. I don't want to see you folks uh, hurt your ears here either. <laughs> that's you know, true, right? <laughs> Driving down the, the highway, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some <laughs> asshole screamed. And I wanted to mention too that I, I was thinking about the fact that you had Ricardo Montalban as Khan. And I, I had to think about. Airplane and Naked Gun, you know. Okay. Well, he's in a, he's a Naked Gun, obviously. Right. But I wanted to say I remember you remember Airplane when for for no no reason Kareem Abdul Jabbar is one of the pilots and when they're carrying him out when he passes out he's in his Lakers gear. <laughs> yes. It, just just the shorts and socks and sneakers. The what, top is still the the still the, uh, the, the pilot. isn't it? I thought it was the I, top I is still the it might, have been, it might have been, but I also I feel like he has goggles on too. Did, 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 you might be right. No, I, you, I you might be a hundred percent right. But it made me think of, I wish they had a moment in Naked Gun for no reason where, like, you know, Priscilla Presley walks in and Ricardo Montalban as Khan in his outfit. You're like, <laughs> right. I, that would have been fucking hilarious to me. Sometimes you have to own up to, like, you know, how iconic a character is. Right. You know, like, um, I mean, I can't think of another example right now, but I mean, yeah, he was on Fan- um, Fantasy right, Island. Right, right, right. But I don't remember his name on there. I just remember, you know, uh, Tattoo. Right, you know, right, or Herbie right. Villachez. But yeah, sometimes you have to own up just to the fact that, look, I'm just, you know, I'm con and that's it. Because the villain is so great. But, yeah, uh, right, right. But uh, that's my uh, my number seven there. was uh, Very nice. That, uh, how about how about you? How about me? Lucky number seven. My number seven. All right. So yeah, I, I, we're still in the Kelvin timeline. Sorry, we're going to move away. I promise. But um, I uh, I like the moment where, this is in the original uh, Star Trek, not the original, the 2009 Star Trek, the one that you've seen a million times. And again, some of these moments are very specific, and maybe it's because I've seen it so many times that I'm not, because, you know, the, uh, the the Kirk's father dies moment, or, you know, some of the bigger moments, but this moment I thought just worked, and it was all editing. Uh, it was the moment, and I've mentioned this one other time on the pod, so I apologize, but it was the moment where Kirk convinces Captain Pike that they have to, you know, they're warping into a trap. Spock's arguing with them. They're going back and forth, back and forth. Finally, Pike's like, all right, you know, red alert, brace for, you know, brace for impact, and as, the moment they come out of warp, you know, you know that Kirk is correct instantly because there's just chip debris everywhere. Like the fleet has been destroyed and they immediately, you know, and, but here's the moment, right? But, and it's, and it's a perfect Kirk Spock relationship moment right before the shot of the, you know, the view screen coming out of warp and seeing that debris. Kirk and Spock over the shoulder look at each other right beforehand. I know that's very specific, but watch this fucking movie again. If you haven't noticed that, uh, editing, it is it's absolutely brilliant and it's perfect. Perfectly played by the actors, perfect cut, perfect frame, everything. It's it's a phenomenal moment. And it's an underrated moment in a movie that's got a lot of them. So that gets me every single time. And I I tell you what, when I was watching it with my brother for the first time, that moment, more than any other, he just leaned over and went, Cool. Like because he really appreciated I've never heard anyone else react to that moment as importantly as the other moment. So that's that's one of my favorites. That's awesome. You actually gave me chills there. Uh, you know, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, okay, like, okay. like, like uh, you know, I mean, I'm not really, but my point is that, yeah, I, I made me want to want to see that moment again because those characters are so iconic again mm. that it's like, you know, uh, it's kind of cool that they had that. It's almost, it's, all, it's almost like the birth of their friendship in a way or they're, where they're, where they're going to go kind of, right? Or Yeah. So, so, so I guess that's what they're leading to, right? But it's still sort of, um, you know, Spock is still sort of, you know, you better be right about this. And Kirk's like, yeah, I hope I am right about this. You know, they, almost, yeah, they yeah, say yeah. that in the movie for another instance, but it's almost like they're both still skeptical, skeptical of each other, but there's sort of that mutual 
respect as far as, um, you know, clearly Spock is a brilliant guy, knows what he's doing. And even Spock, I think in that moment, is starting to, even though he's annoyed by him, he's starting to admire Kirk a little bit just for like his pluck. He's like a wild card, you know. Yeah. And like, obviously Vulcans aren't crazy about that, but you know. A Vulcan. You know, I I could not remember his species the whole time. I kept thinking about, what is Spock? Is he a Quinto? But that's the the actor's name. (laughs) Quinto. Quinto. Yeah. What the hell is this Vulcan? All right, Vulcan. Now everyone really is losing their (laughs) their shit now. Get the Star you're Trek not, it's okay. non-Star Trek guy You can here. say whatever you want. You are uh, not a Star Trek fan. So it's, I mean, I should say you're not not a Star Trek fan. So Right. We, we're moving you up to, to middle I don't have the Star Trek thong or boxers, <laughs> but they're on my radar and I'm curious about maybe buying them one day. Right, you know? yeah. You've mentioned before that you are Trek curious. Uh, so. that, yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> exactly right. All right, crazy. Go uh, Go number six here. Um, oh, yes. Uh, all right. So, all right, so my number six is... I don't know why I have uh, these moments are involving a little bit of death here, but uh, we're going to Wrath of Khan when uh, when old good old Spock kicks the bucket. Yeah, you know, of course. Uh, now, now that was memorable because obviously he is a memorable character, if not the most memorable one out of the whole thing. And uh, yeah, so I, and I, I was shocked by that watching that because I did not expect that. Obviously, mm. uh, you know. I don't. I don't know if I shed a tear or not because I, you know, again, I was like, I know Spock, but I don't know him like you know him. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, you know. But uh, I felt like that was a rough, rough, rough thing there. So uh, I don't really remember much uh, other than the fact that I was like, "Wow, I can't." It was just the shock of it to me. It was like, "Wow, I didn't know." That. Did you, was that something that you expected, or was it was it a shock to you too? No, I don't think anybody expected it. Oh, really? I think that's what's great about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You know, it'd be like if Star Wars killed off you know Luke in the second movie. You know, it, it, right. it's bizarre. Yeah, right. Know? Obviously, you know, they didn't have a TV show to go before that. But yeah, this this a character that everybody knows and loves, and you're like, "Oh shit, they, they really they really killed him." Yeah. And they may not buy it back. Of course, they bought it back, but you know. If they named the next movie, The Search for Spy, you know, the next movie, that didn't count, was the name of yeah. Star Trek 3. It didn't you know? really happen. <laughs> JK, Spock's back. JK. But no, I mean, obviously, that's, over. that's really uh, Yeah, you know, no. Uh, yeah. It's a good moment, yeah. And I, I think I think that's one case where any Trek fans out there will agree with you there. Like, there's no, uh, you're going to get no pushback on putting that on your moments. Yeah. Right now, they're like, if Phil doesn't have it on his moments... Uh, we may stop listening to this guy. Well, well, the other, the other thing I was going to ask you now again, not being you know as into it, uh, obviously, uh, was it a controversial one? Was it like were there people that were like fuck that movie? He he fucking gets killed here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, obviously, I was in second grade when that came out, but from what I've you know just sort of learned from the Trek community, I don't think so. I think it was like cool that Spock sacrificed his life. I don't know if they thought. They would he come back to life in another movie. I thought maybe they thought he was done, and if that was the case, maybe they felt differently until the third one came out. I, you know, I don't know. I know my father thought it was cool. Oh, cool. He was fine with it. Yeah. And then when three came out, he's like, all right, fine with that too. You know, like it right, didn't right. bother. You. Oh my god, they killed you know Spock. He wasn't that kind of like crazed yeah. fan, but I mean, yeah. some people are. So maybe hey, let us know if if that was uh if you didn't think that was uh doing right by Spock. Yeah. Hit us up. Let us know. Um, I was cool with it because it was such a great moment. So it was it was earned. It was worth it. Nice indeed. All right, buddy. Let's see. Number six. Um, we got some Kirk in here, and it's not Chris Pine Kirk. We're going to go Captain uh, Captain James T. Kirk, William Shatner in this bad boy. Number six is uh, Kirk's uh, switcheroo in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. We just mentioned it. I know. I know. Bomber's shaking his head That's like, all right. I didn't see what it, the hell is that? But I'm, I'm curious. So the Klingons, Christopher Lloyd is a Klingon captain. Oh, wow. So they have him. They have them dead to rights. You know, they got them all beat up. And again, folks, I haven't seen this movie in years and years. So if I get a couple details wrong, forgive me. But so they're like, all right, Kirk's ready to just surrender. And the Klingons like, we're, you know, we're about, we're going to board you. We're saying, you know, whatever. The Klingons are going to board the Enterprise and, and, you know, take it over. So uh, in a really genius movie and Kirk moment, he uh, sets it up so simultaneously when the Klingons are transporting to the Enterprise, they're transporting to the Klingon ship. So they sort of switcheroo, but of course, before they leave, Kirk and Spock set the auto-destruct sequence on the Enterprise. So, yeah, no, there's some comedy here for you. There's some Looney Tunes here for you. So so they switch, they switch, the Klingons, you know, they finally make it to the bridge and they're like, where is everybody? And then Christopher Lloyd is still on the, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, got it. See, there you go. So this is me forgetting the details. So for all of you screaming, relax. They didn't beam to the Klingon ship. They beamed to the surface. They beamed to the planet's surface. Okay. So Kirk and the crew beam down. Klingons beam over. But the captain, Christopher Lloyd, is still on the Klingon ship. So he's like, you know, what do you mean nobody's there? Like, what's going on? And then... I think it was Christopher Lloyd or the main guy who was reporting to him was like, I hear this beeping. And it's like, beep, beep, two, 
one, and then they blow up the Enterprise, which that was crazy. Wow. And that might have been more controversial than what you mentioned before about Spock. That, that's pretty big. So, yeah, but it was such a cool moment. You know, the moment when Christopher Lloyd realizes what's going on. You already know what's going on. You know they're going to blow up. Did he say Great Scott before that? <laughs> he did not. He just started yelling, 88 miles an hour. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So... Just a cool moment. Just a great cool. Kirk moment. You know, because funny, you know, you know, I'm watching the original series and, yep. um, you know, I'm, I'm through a lot of it now. Um, and I don't see a lot of moments yet when Kirk, like, comes up with something last minute and foils, you know, the bad guy. Like, I don't see, I don't see a lot of that yet. If I'm forgetting moments, forgive me. But, like, in the movies, like, right from the first movie... As a kid, I, I had the impression, oh, Kirk can get you out of a tight spot. But I haven't seen really a lot of evidence of that in the original series yet. So I'm curious if that was just a movie thing or if, you know, the, the end or of the second and the, the third series, season, maybe. They, 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 maybe they, there's yeah. more of that. Like, Spock, this is what we're going to do, you know? Yeah. Um, but, hey, you know, it could just be uh, missing out on a couple key moments, too. But this was a great moment to see that. Kirk, you know, <clears throat> uh, turn the tables on the Klingons. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask a dumb question. I was like, Kirk is like, and, and like Picard are human beings, right? They're like, yeah. They're not like, a, there's not a race I'm missing on. Don't that. forget, the great line to always remember is, um, you know, let me get sure from outer space. Kirk says, no, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. Right, that's right. That's there you right. go. Yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah, way to do yeah. it. You know what's really good? To, I, I, you know, um, <clears throat> if you watch the show Enterprise, the one with Scott Bakula, yeah. the opening to that is, is kind of cool. Yes, guys, I know you don't like the song. There's a song, there's not an orchestra. You know, there's an, it's been a long road, you know, and it's like, this is not Star Trek, but I do like the visuals. So the visuals in the opening, it's like um, the history of exploration from like seafaring ships. So they show all these, these like quick shots of, you know, sailing vessels, um, you know, explorers, you know, Magellan, that kind of shit. But then it, it, it evolves into, you know, the first uh, uh, landing man on the moon, the space shuttle. Um, you know, the Mars rover, all the way to the point where they start showing the fictional exploration of space, too. You know what I mean? So they get to the moment in First Contact where Zephram Coxman, Cochran's ship, you know, hits warp. And then they show, um, you know, the Enterprise itself. So it's a cool way to sort of understand that they're just humans and they're just, this is just the next century of space exploration. It's just, it's just humans, you know, going from sailing vessels to space shuttles to starships. That's really all it is. It's a good illustration of, of the problem a lot of people have with Star Trek is they don't understand. Are the aliens, is it a galaxy far, far away? No, it's it's Earth. They're all from Earth. Okay. All but right. could sort of answer your question, yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Why don't we take a fucking detour to get there? Well, you're able no, to take a nap, so that's good. You know. I appreciate that. All right. So what do we got, baby? Number five. Uh, I have, I, I, wrote, I prefer this the last battle in uh, Rathacon. Oh, okay. I, I thought that whole that whole sequence was very good. You know, and I, I don't know how it ranks as far as the action scenes in all Star Trek movies, but I I, I thought that was uh, memorable to me. I don't know. At least, that's great. Uh, you know. Oh, good. All right. Uh, <laughs> that, that's all I got. I remember it being cool. That, that that's it was all I cool. Uh, hey, we talked about it a lot in the pod. You know, the moment when Spock is like, you know, he is uh, he is brilliant. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Khan is brilliant, but inexperienced. So he was fighting them is sort of a two-dimensional way of thinking right, where his space right. is, you know. So just just the idea of doing that in 1982 was pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, all these space vests, you know, space battles are like, you know, just one-on-one. Meanwhile, space is infinite in all directions. You know, you could you could do whatever you want, you know. Yeah. But no, it was, it was a cool battle. They really beat. It was like Rocky and Apollo, right, beating the shit out of each other in Rocky One, right? They're both the both ships are bloody. The Reliant and the Enterprise are just bloodied and yeah. beaten and torn apart. And it was it was, it was a gritty, gritty battle. Um, and it still stands up like that, I think. So would have been a different battle if Balboa and Drago were involved. No, but yeah, it was. Yeah, no, you know. Uh, it, it was, uh, like I said, memorable. Uh, well done, you know. Well done. That's about all I got for you there. Well uh, done. You know. Well said. Uh, how about yourself? All right. What do we got? Number five here. Also, Wrath of Khan, and this is this is not exactly. The, no, I guess it is. This is this is the final battle. So the the moment. I don't know if you remember this or not, but this was in the same battle that we just talked about. Okay. So you know, uh, the Reliant. Surprises the Enterprise because it's another Federation ship. They don't think Khan and his crew are piloting it. So they get this you near know, like Pearl Harbor Enterprise and uh, they're all beat up. And Khan, much like the Klingons and, you know, um, the movie after are, uh, you know, you have, you know, one minute to surrender, blah, 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 whatever. So or Kirk asks for one minute, you know. 
And Khan is like, oh, you know, I'll give you two minutes, whatever. It doesn't matter. So he kind of gives them a little time to like, you know, prepare their crew for surrender or whatever. And uh, meanwhile, of course, you know, uh, Kirk gives a, you know, nonverbal clue to Spock and Spark, Spock starts doing his thing. Christy Alley, who's playing a Vulcan in that, mo- that movie, is like, you know, I don't know what's going on here, you know. And they're like, you know, you need to know how a starship operations work. Or, you know, they're, they're schooling her on like basic, um, you know, Starfleet protocol, which enables them to um, drop the other ship's shields because it's another Federation ship. Some, I can't remember what, what the, what the uh, sci-fi terminology was. Their, their responder code or some shit. Okay. But it's a great moment because, uh, you know, Khan is like, Kirk, I'm waiting. And, you know, and Kirk's kind of like, it's, it's coming through now, Khan, you know. And then he goes, uh, God, you know, I, I don't want to screw up the line. But the, right before, you know, they, they lower the other ship's shields, he's kind of like, you know, um, and whatever. He's like, here it comes, asshole. But he says something, you know, something, you know, non-asshole-ish to him. And so all of a sudden, there's this moment where, you know, Spock clicks a sequence and they cut to the other ship. And, you know, Khan's main guy, you just see like the, the shields go, boop, 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 boop. they all start coming off the little, you know, ship design. And he's like, sir, our shields are dropping, you know? And Khan's like, raise them. He's like, I can't, you know? Then they cut back and, you know, Kirk's just like, fire. And then, all, you know, they just completely turn the tables on, uh, on Khan, a really cool moment. But uh, yeah, the our shields are dropping moments kind of cool. Where like, you know, you want nothing more than Khan to get his, you know, to get get punched in the face. Because he's oh, yeah. so like, you know, he's yeah. so like, you know, he's yeah, just such yeah, an yeah. asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh God, please punch him right in the nuts. Um, and 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 they did it. That was a very good description. A little, little, little verbose, little uh little went on too long there. Now this is podcasting. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, no, it was good. Like, like for some reason, I followed you along that time. You know, no, time no, you can't get away with that. <laughs> Come on. You can't just say that and move on from that. <laughs> you have to, because you know, because we, we, you know, folks, we, you know, obviously, we, we, we've seen Star Wars. This is Episode One, and he's doing Jake Lloyd. But like, but for me, the humor in that fucking stupid ass line was always, was always. Now this is podcasting. I mean, he didn't say that. Now this is pod racing, right? Right. But like, there was nothing. There was nothing like leading to that. Like, there's nothing leading to that that wasn't pod racing. So it made no sense that he would say, "Now this is pod racing." Yeah, like, like when they were playing chess before, he, nobody was like, "This this is pod racing." He's not the same pod racing. Yeah. And then the next scene, he's flying. He's like, "Now this is pod." It made no fucking sense. And I'm also like, I don't, you know, I could just be talking out of my ass here, which I usually am. But like, do kids do that? Like when I, like when I was a kid, I never like played like. Uh, uh, Atari when I was a kid. Then when I got a Nintendo, I played that. Like, wow, now this is video game. You know, like, <laughs> right. I would have fucked that. But that, if you yeah. did, it would at least made sense. You know what I mean? I guess, yeah. That's what you're saying. You weren't yeah. eating macaroni and cheese the day before and you were like, you know, this is this video games? I don't know. You know. Now this is video games. Make no fucking sense. Uh, but that's a whole nother list. Bad. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna Wars, shit yeah, yeah, on anybody uh, for that. We gotta get back yeah. to Trek here. Oh my God. All right. You're number four, my friend. So Let's four, it. I, it was a little vague for me because I was trying to remember now I could be completely wrong about this. But I put in generations Kirk dying. Does that happen in that movie? Sure does. It does. Okay. Now that bothered a ton of people. Oh, okay, okay. They hated the way he died. And again, I don't really remember much of it. I don't have the context you guys have. But my point is, again, it was just the idea of you know, again, the, the who's bigger than who's bigger, Spock or Kirk? Either one, I guess. <laughs> right, right. And like the fact that both of them, I saw both of them. I've only seen four movies, and the two of them, <laughs> right, these right. guys get fucking knocked off. Like, what right. are they doing here? You know. Did you see that James Bond? I've only seen one Bond film in my life, and he died. Yeah, it's like, what? Wait what? a second. Uh, yeah, exactly. So what are the odds of that? So yeah, I, I feel like this was... Uh, so I, I don't remember exactly the whole scenario, but it was. Uh, I remember him getting killed, and I was like, I was like, you know... I, and I don't remember how they brought him back. Was it, So there was no search for Kirk. They did not bring him back. Oh, that was it? No, that was it. Oh, that was it. Oh, that was... Okay, all right. So, yeah. he's, so he's still... Uh, I mean, technically he is, yeah. I mean, in, in, the, in, the, in the next-gen universe, he is. You know, they brought right. him to the year, you know... Uh, you know where they were, right? And uh, you know through the Nexus, and he just kind of yeah, he just died, and that was it. They were trying, you know, it was, it was they were trying to do a passing of the torch. They were trying to do a like, and right. they I think they knew Shatner wasn't going to do any more movies. Yeah, yeah so they were yeah. like, ah, right, you know, let, let's kill him off. Let's you know, let's have him sacrifice himself. But the way they did it was so shitty. Like, and yeah. I agree, I like that movie a lot, but shitty way they killed him off it was so dumb. He just fell, you know, and just you know, dumb. He needed a more obviously a bigger death yeah the, the plot contrivances in that movie are just are bonkers so the, so the fact that I brought this up this might rival, get some feathers going which we want but let's go hope folks. so man hey it's let's not, it's a little not bit, happy huh? happy movie moments it's just movie moments Yeah, doesn't matter you remember it boom that's it moments good job uh, what is your fourth uh... my number four brings us back to 2009 Star Trek and this is pretty much 
along the lines of what you were talking about before as far as George Kirk, Chris Hemsworth sacrificing himself. Yeah. But this for me, the actual opening titles. I've talked about this before too and how this was this was an announcement by J.J. Abrams that Star Trek was back and it's going to be badass. And, um, you know, after George Kirk sacrifices himself, the ship blows up. Um, it damages the Narada long enough for the, you know, the rest of the crew to escape in the, in the escape pods. That's why they call them that. And, uh, to get away from in the escape pods. And, uh, you know, the music is absolutely perfect. You know, uh, it's got that little, you know, but then it kicks in, you know, hardcore when you see the big, you know, the big, um, Federate, the Starfleet insignia turn around, the shining, you know, Star Trek. It was a huge moment movie wise, uh, music wise. Um, you know, Star Trek canon wise, you know what I mean? Anyone who doesn't like the Kelvin timeline, that's fine. You, you could do that, but you, at least you have to admit that it brought Star Trek completely back. Right. Star Trek was dead. This resurrected it. This opened it up to a whole nother generation of, um, of fans. And, uh, you know, and this was the announcement that we're going to do that. Yeah. You know, you're about to watch something at least at the very least fun. You're going to watch something really fun and cool yeah. and sexy. And that's it. And that was the announcement of that. Um, Michael Giacchino, uh, you know, did the music for uh, for that movie, and uh, he did a freaking amazing job. Um, you know, the idea that 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 movie just launches right into the action. You see the birth of James Kirk, and then his father dies, which didn't happen in the regular timeline. Okay, um, his father lived. Apparently, I've never seen him on the show, but I do know that George Kirk lived um, and saw him. Actually, they mention it in in that in that movie, actually in two thousand nine Star Trek. Okay, how when he meets the real Spock. They're both real Spocks, but he meets the normal timeline Spock. He says, no, your father lived to see you graduate, become captain of the Enterprise. Spoiler alert, that's my number three. Uh, oh, okay, go. Nice. No, and Spock meets Spock. Spock meets- I, thought, I thought that, I mean, how could you not think that was cool? That's I really that cool. That was very cool. Uh, you, know, you know, especially because Leonard Nimoy was in the damn movie, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, I was like, you know, this is, uh, I was, and of course, I, I'm sitting there going, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Like, you know, how is that possible that they could meet like that? Right. Know, but, uh. I thought it was a very. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said this before, so I'll say it quickly. Like, the, what I really love about the Kelvin timeline is take it or leave it. It's it's canon. It counts and it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, you could have these diverging timelines because it started in the real timeline and it just diverged. Like, it's still part of the universe. Yeah. You know, you don't have to love it, but you got to accept it. It's yeah. uh, it's here to stay, folks. Yeah. And I can't wait for Star Trek Four. Boom. Wow, okay. It's not the voyage home, but it is what it is. So, yeah. <laughs> so, man, good one. Um, so, your number three was, was Spock meeting Spock. Yeah. I love it. I wonder if we're going to get Spock meeting Spock meeting Spock. Now, obviously, the great Leonard Nimoy has passed away. Yeah. But uh, there's a new actor playing uh, Spock. He played him on Discovery, and now he's playing him on Strange New Worlds, Ethan Peck, which I think somebody just told me is, is, he's Gregory Peck's grandkid or oh, sounds, great-grandkid. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Don't quote me on that. I think I think Luke told me that, actually. Um, so usually what he says is you could take his, uh, you could take it to the bank. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's kind of cool. So Ethan Peck does a great job on Strange New Worlds. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll get Spock meeting Spock and unfortunately won't be Leonard Nimoy. Maybe we'll get Zachary Kinto to meet, uh, to meet Ethan Peck one day. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Or I can get Luke to tell me I'm going to be rich and I can take that to the bank. <laughs> and if he's that good. Uh... Yeah. You know, good job. Yeah. Uh, now, now what was your number three? Number three. Yeah. Did we get there yet? No. We're there. Number three, V'ger revealed. Now you uh, you don't know this movie. I think you uh, you cursed it out earlier in the pod. Uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Ah yes, How but, dare uh, I didn't even see it. How should I? I can't. And it that. did not even make my top ten list of I movies. That. I remember that. But yeah. um, I think it was I think it was number eleven. It was my honorable mention. But there was an unbelievably cool moment, and this is another illustration of how Star Trek is grounded very much in our real humanity. Um, I don't know if you've just gleaned it from listening to all the pods that you listen to, but we were. Um, uh, there's this enormous sentient thing traveling through space. It's, you know, just, just killing Klingon ships and Federation outposts and blah, blah, blah. So the Enterprise go out there to meet it. The whole movie is about them encountering this thing and trying to figure out what it is, what it is. It's enormous in size. They finally get to the center of it in the climax in a movie. And the whole movie, you know, this thing has been referring to itself as V'ger. So when they finally get to the center of this, you know, this, this huge thing, um, there's this sort of metal contraption and there's some dust on it and they bring it away and it's Voyager. It was the Voyager, um, craft that we as humans in real life sent out into space in the, in the mid seventies or whatever it was. Um, so it, so Star Trek takes place in the 23rd century. This, you know, Star Trek, um, uh, one takes place in the 23rd century. So, 
it had been traveling for that many wow, hundreds of years that's fucking cool. and it was out there for so long and, and and amassed so much knowledge that it became alive wow so that was the plot of that movie that was the that was the twist at the end is that like it was Vidra coming back home to find its creator you know he wanted to know who he was what yeah, i'm saying he but it wanted to know right. you know what it was and what uh you know what its purpose was i mean such a cool star trek idea that's such a, a cool sci-fi a idea. Good idea so the reveal that it was it's our own you know ship that we sent out into space you know, as real humans, it was, it was such a cool way to tie the real world back into what Star Trek is. Is an extension of what we hope to be someday, right. basically. So, yeah, feature the motion picture. Who would have thought that would be number three on my list? But bringing it, very interesting. Uh, you know, controversial pick. Uh, you know, uh, for me, yes. For the fans, probably not. Probably not. No. All right. What do you got? Number two. We're getting down to it. Yeah. So my number two is, uh, you know, the captain's meat. Yeah. Right? And it's got to yeah. be involved. I love that you're hitting these beats. Like, these are beats when I hear that. I'm like, yeah, you know, that, that should have been on my list. But at the same time, it's like, maybe the hype was so, like, maybe I knew it was going to happen. So I didn't, like, get as excited about it. But I'm, I'm talking over you. Go no, for no, it. No, no, not at all. I just feel like, you know, you, you also, you, you have the knowledge of all the movies and, and probably much more of the moments in the movies, way more than I do. So for me, it's, it's easy for me to pick the moments that are obviously that a regular person would pick out because... <laughs> You know, uh, those are the memorable. I mean, for someone that's not a fan, I, I, you know Kirk, you know uh, Leonard, Leonard anymore, uh, Patrick Stewart's yeah. thing, and you're like, oh, so now, and you know they're in separate shows, even though I didn't watch any of the shows, I know of that. So then, right. that meeting in the movie, I mean, for me, it was cool to see, but I, nowhere near the impact it probably had for people that watched the show. Obviously, and, you know, you know what's funny is deal. now that I mention it, when I talked about how I did my list, I guess I should because now I'm realizing why none of these moments are on. Because instead of doing Star Trek moments that were in the movies, yeah. I wanted movie mo- No, I'm not saying I wanted so you did it wrong. I'm saying the way I now realize that I did it was at movie moments. In and of the film itself, right. what moments worked, what beats worked. Okay, I, I think that's how I, I think I, I, I didn't realize until I'm saying it now, but I think that's how I picked my moments. Because obviously, like, you know, um, that's obviously, yeah, Kirk and Picard meet. You know, like that, that's that's enormous for the Star Trek universe. Well, the other thing too is I didn't, I wasn't even going to do the list. Remember, I, I, I remember I forgot that we had, we had talked about you doing it and me just bullshit and making fun yeah, of your list. I'm so glad you did, but 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 I was thinking too, like in a way, mine is kind of the dead parent thing you were talking about. Like these, hmm. are, I'm almost giving givens out where you're kind of digging in. You know what I mean? Like interesting. Well, plus, you know, and it's also the Simpsons thing, too. Like, whereas, like, I've talked about this before. So I listen to the Simpsons commentaries, and they talk about how they write jokes and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they'll write a joke, but six months later is when the show comes out. So they write a joke, and then they go over and over and over. They rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. They have the table read. They have all the... By the time they get to the end of it, that same joke that cracked them all up is not funny anymore to them, because they've heard it a million times. But it doesn't mean the joke is not funny. So I've seen these movies and shows so many times over and over and over that maybe the impact of those captains meeting... Doesn't doesn't have the same same. impact. When I did this list, maybe I said to myself, oh, wow, I'd rather use that moment than this moment. Does not mean that it's not a better moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was trying to think of like, I'm trying to think of in television, has there been a moment as big as that where, you know, where it's like something like, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think is, you know, for me, I'm like, you know, if Curly and Shemp were in the, met each other in a Three Stooges <laughs> thing or something, you know, like, right, right. Well, he did do a cameo in one episode. They were all four of them were in there together, Mo, Larry, Curly, and Shemp. But, uh, right. But, but I, um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, as far as like television, like, has there been a moment where like, you know, anything like that? Like, you know, where like the one guy had a show and then the sec, the, the, the not spinoff, but like another version of that, that world. I mean, I think they, so. They meet, maybe. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, probably I, not I with the same gravitas, one. but obviously yeah. like, like they, they have crossovers on the CSIs and the law and orders and the, oh, okay, um, okay. and that, and the, and that kind of stuff. I mean, again, for me, that's not the same impact. So I hear right. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like for me, the biggest one of that is like the Buffy angel stuff. Okay. Like I love that, you know, how, right. you know, you'll have, you have those crossovers. I mean, crossovers have been, have been a thing. You know, Happy Days had crossovers with, you know, other yeah. shows and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. not, I hear what you're saying, but not two completely separate iconic shows, even though they're in the same intellectual property. Right. You know, Star Trek was its thing. Next right. Gen was its thing. They were both huge. Right. And then finally, they're coming together. It took, you know what it's like? It's like Pacino and De Niro and Heat, Heat, right? Yeah, good as a good Right. That's what yeah. it's like. It's like you couldn't wait to finally see these two, you know, titans, yeah. you know, be together. Yeah. You know, even though they were in, we know they're in Godfather 2 together. Right. But not sitting in the same fucking diner, you know, yeah. across from each other. Amazing. Uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, now, what about your number number two? Good one. My number two. Please, drop the deuce. Um, My number two is uh, yeah. quite simply the moment when Kirk, I'm sorry, Chris Pine, and we're back to the Kelvin universe. The moment when, like, you know, they've defeated um, Nero, the ship blew up, and now they're caught in in the uh, the gravity well of the, uh, the you know the collapsing uh, red fucking matter black hole whatever um, 
the quantum singularity. So, uh, and pretty much the ship is getting torn apart and something you've never seen before was, you know, the ceiling cracking and the view screen cracking like they're about to get sucked out into space right through the fucking view screen. And the whole time, of course, you know, they're, they're hitting all the, the verbal beats from the show, you know, she's giving all she got, Captain, and all she's spot, you know, Scotty. <laughs> But the moment when, like, the intensity in Chris Pine's delivery of the do it, do it, do it, you know, and he's like, we're going to die in seconds, like, fucking hit the button, you know what I mean? Like, make this happen. Um, Got my blood pumping more than any other moment on this list. Wow. That moment is like, and I'm literally, I mean, I know they're not going to kill these characters, you know what I mean? Right, right. And I know they're going to make it, and I know, but I'm I'm literally on the edge of my seat in the movie theater, like, holy shit, this is so fucking cool. Um, Yeah, and that for me, like, that moment, boom, just fucking nailed it, just nailed it home. Um, very exciting. And his delivery was, was everything. Great writing too. I, you know what I should say? I don't know if that was an acting choice. Maybe you could tell me but what, what your instinct is as far as you think that was an acting choice. You think that you think it was like, do it. And like, he just, he said, you know, in the moment, like, do it, do it, do it. Like, I wonder if that yeah, was yeah, he in the got, script. Yeah. He might've got that into it or yeah. Was it in the script? Yeah. That where they were like, like, like you're saying he got that overpowered by the moment that it, he kept going and they just let, left it in or it wasn't. I would love story. to believe that. That'd be so yeah, cool. Be if he cool. was so sucked into that moment that he just pulled it out of his, out of his uh, performance. When you were talking about them, uh, you know, hitting their verbal beats or whatever. Now I was, I, I was, for some reason I was picturing them in this critical moment. They just have to get their, <laughs> their, their perfect, li- their usual lines out, you know, right. like, live long and prosper, you know, uh, be the me fuck up, you talking about uh, now, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. We're about to fucking die. And you stop the, uh... Set phasers to stun. No, no one's got to, f- we're dead. That's it. <laughs> Credits roll and uh, we're out. Right. Popcorn tastes good. Uh. Cut. You know, it wasn't even in the movie. Uh, All right, baby, let's hear it. What's your number one? Let's do it. Well, I, you know, the number one I had. To, I mean, I feel like this was something that you had to, you had to, you had to get involved in. Uh, I had to put the first contact uh, opening battle scene sequence uh, with the Borgs. Uh, oh, you like that? I did. I, you All know, right. I, I, yeah. That whole thing was. Uh, I said that like I don't like it. Of course, I like it. Yeah, I, I just think it, you know it was um, I, again like shocking but awesome. I, I thought there was a lot going on there. Uh, you know, uh, there was uh, especially for Star Trek movies. We'd never seen a battle like that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not 96, right? Yeah, yeah. We hadn't seen we hadn't seen a battle on TV or in the movies with Star Trek like that before. That was a nice battle. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't know really what the fuck was going on, but I uh, no, I uh, I'm just kidding. No, it's uh, yeah, I, I remember that it, it being for again. I remember you and Luke having this conversation about action scenes and in, in Star Trek and everything else, and uh, that that top ten's coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Action right. sequences? Oh, baby. But I had to put that uh, that in the list because I, I remembered it. Uh... No question about it. It's a, it's a really good one. And again, it might be one of those cases where, for me, it was certainly momentous in, for Star Trek. Right. You know, as far as like that was the time. That was the first time. You know, you got you got a tease on the Next Generation show when uh, – and I think you, I may have made you watch this one where um, Picard becomes a board. Did I make you watch that two-part episode? Yeah. There was a two-part you made me watch. Then that, that has to be it. But um, it wasn't the best of both worlds? Yeah, that's exactly right. See, uh, I, was, I, was, I remember that was your favorite it, one. So that, I think that was – It was at the time. At the time. Okay. But by my next-gen list, clearly it wasn't by the time. You know, I mentioned that it might have been number two. The, the, I forget. When, the, when we did our next gen. Yes, it was definitely in a time. A ways back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that was the parrot sketch not included. That was a parrot sketch. Right, right. right. So, right. yeah, that right. wasn't on the list right. at all. Yes. But right. I think it probably would have fallen in number two or three, for sure. Anyway, so uh, so we did get a tease on that with the Battle of Wolf 359, which is an actual star. So at this real-life star, um, the battle took place where the, the Federation fleet encountered the Borg, and they just got annihilated. But they didn't show any of it. They didn't have that budget. So they just showed the Enterprise. Or did they just not have the balls? <laughs> You know, the balls, did you? Star Trek. They uh, they warped in, just like in the movie I was talking about before. And like it was just wreckage. And they were like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, So uh, we didn't get anything like that until First Contact. And then DS- DS9 blew it away with their battles on the show. Oh, wow. But uh, at the, in 1996, we hadn't seen that. So that's a, that's a great call. And I think, again, for the Star Trek universe, that's a huge moment. In the movie, maybe not as strong for me. But, I mean, it's, it's an awesome moment nonetheless. Okay, That's a good call, baby. Appreciate that. Now let's... Uh See what the kid thinks about the old number one. What do you? Uh, what do you got? All right, my number one. Look, no, no surprises here. You already had it on your list. Spock dies. I mean, oh wow, that's number con- one. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, even if even if it's you know everything I'm saying about it being momentous occasion for Star Trek or for the movie, it's it's all encompassing, um, you know, and and I don't think I could, I don't think I could have 
even if I wanted to let myself include something else, because this has been at the top of a lot of my lists already, you know, Spock dying. I'm not going to talk about it ad nauseum, but uh, I don't think I could let myself get, I couldn't parrot sketch not included that one. Like I just couldn't do it. Wow. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously it, it, it's, what a moment in the movie. Um, you know, what, what great acting performances on both sides. Well, I mean, just, 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 you know, it doesn't seem like a plot contrivance. It seemed like a really great way to, um, you know, make something like that happen. You know, it wasn't a MacGuffin. It was, it was a legit in universe problem they had. And, you know, I feel like, you know, I remember when I was a kid, I said to my dad, yeah, you know, but if he didn't do it, they would have died anyway. I didn't kind of get the sacrifice, you know what I mean? Until uh, the moment impacted, the death impacted me the same, but the reasons for doing it didn't hit me until I was older. Right. You know, and my father was like, yeah, I guess you're right, but I think he just didn't want to deal with sitting me down and telling me why sacrifices, you know, blah, 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 you know? Not that he, you know, didn't shoulder that stuff, but you know, in the moment, he's like, "I'm just trying to watch Star Trek, asshole." You know, let's just, you know, yeah, yeah. let's just go to church and you know, go play ball. So, uh, I, I say church because I know it was a Sunday. That's how memorable it was. Like, I remember wow. the first time I saw it, it was on a Sunday morning. It was um, at 8:48 a.m. <laughs> I talked about it. So a I'm, I'm, I'm done. Lucky charms and uh, <laughs> right. a warm blanket. There was there was a feeling of fuck you in the air. <laughs> it was a crisp uh, September morning. <laughs> Um, it wasn't like that because my father asked me to go out and get the newspaper and I said fuck you <laughs> so after I got back from the hospital I uh, put on Star Trek 3 <laughs> so uh, yeah no so uh, so that's it I'm not going to go on anymore about it that was my number one um, I mean that's you know that's a, it's a pretty good list you got there Bomber I'm, 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 I gotta tell you for a, uh, a non-non Star Trek fan which you are now um, yeah I uh, I'm very impressed by you know you 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 hit a lot of key moments in in these movies and I feel like your perspective on that um, is ever fascinating to me like the idea that you're not a diehard fan but like you still get why these moments are important even though you don't have all the history behind it so much fun yeah I, I, I'm trying to think like I said like you know it's it's like anybody that's into some kind of show like if you, it, it gets to a point where if you, if you don't watch the show you know the characters kind of thing so mm. I feel like you know you, I, I, I am a fan and I said, I said this before I am a fan I am a nerd you know so it's like and I'm trying to think of like like Force Awakens you know spoiler alert uh, you know mm. when Han gets killed it's right. like, it's like yeah, it was impactful, but not like it would have been if it happened to us when we were younger. Like if, like if he died in Jedi, we would have, we would have all been like, you know, no, like like Luke and fucking. Yeah, you know, that was like, a, that was a good impression. Also, yeah. Unintentionally good, but I feel like like for you guys, so for for watching that back then at that time, it had to be like holy shit, you know, Spock, wow, you know, what I mean, like yeah, I mean, again, I was just a kid watching a movie, but for the like the fans true, who were right. into it at the time, like, yeah, like your dad was probably throwing shit at the television, like fuck you. Yeah. I mean, my dad who does not get emotional and does not get invested was definitely like affected by. Now it. was that in honor of Spock that he didn't get emotional or invested? <laughs> See, look at you, I love it. <laughs> oh, I, I like the idea of that. Uh, <laughs> Was there ever an episode where they were like, you know, and actually, he was on the original series. You're you're still going through there, but like, it'd be cool if they had an episode, like, you know, Spock goes off the rails. Oh yeah, like, no, oh, oh, really? yeah, they do. I mean, what's funny besides the fact that you know, and just just a note on my father, like you know, I'd say maybe he did, but when the Giants were playing, he didn't fucking invoke the Vulcan philosophy. That's that's for sure. <laughs> he lost his fucking temper every chance he had, and Bill Parcells made a bad call. But yeah, no, so yeah, so Spock on the original series, even already, you know, from what I've seen, he's already gone off the rails like twice at least. Oh, really? Um, yeah, you know, and uh, and I don't know if you know this, but this might be interesting to a non-Trek non fan, but I'm, I don't know why I'm calling you that now. Uh, you know, you're a Trek fan, you're just not a fanatic, I guess. So uh, this might be interesting to you. So Vulcans, for all their like calmness, every seven years they go through what's called the Pond Far, where they get horny as a motherfucker and they just got to bang and they get feral and they start beating the shit out of people. Like wow. Vulcans go berserk every, once every seven years. Wow, for us, um, it's every seven seconds. These guys, uh, <laughs> these guys live a different lifestyle. That's, that's exactly right. So they pent all that shit up for seven years and then like it has to let loose. It's actually a medical condition. So there, you know, there is an episode <laughs> no where shit, no shit, no shit. That would be the version of me on the airplane that's going down, just punching <laughs> people in the fucking face, just like don't, I'm so fucking panicked and scared. Why that would be my release, I don't know, but yeah, kills me. I mean, uh, that's real, it. Real quick, I, this is my second episode. I want to say thank you very much. Also, I can't not go two for two and not bring up the Dukes of Hazard once again. Oh, here we go. What do you got? No, because there was an episode on there one time called Doctor Jekyll and Mister Duke, where like this this medical company has <laughs> has these vials in the van, and it, it, the van back door opens up, and the vial spills into a lake. Yeah. 
And then Bo, Luke, and Daisy are driving to General Lee up later on, and they need water for the car or something like that. And Luke takes a sip out of the water, and he gets this in- ingested into him. Right. And now he's acting like an absolute asshole during the show. So right. this is what I was thinking about with Spock. Like, it reminds me of, so they did an episode of that where it's like, you know, they're always good guys. And then this whole episode was him getting a chance to be an asshole. To right. It was fu- it's fucking hilarious to yeah. watch, like, say, fuck you, Uncle Jesse, in a way. Like, you know, whatever. He's acting like a complete dick. So I was thinking about that when it, when it was talking about the Spock thing. I've always been curious about that. So it's cool that they gave him a chance to do that. Oh, they do. Like more, more, more than once or twice. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not, not a, such a fan where I can tell you the episode titles, but I, th- I'm, I right. think like um, either like this side of paradise maybe was when he got sprayed in the face by like some flower or something and he ended up being like a romantic dude, you know, and uh, like a, um, a mock time, I think was another one where he kind of lost it because he was infected by an alien or something. Yeah. Again, guys, you know, I've only seen this, you know, once and, I, you know. So uh, if I got all that wrong, but you're you're good with the titles with the next generation and all the other stuff. Oh yeah, I, I love titles. See, that, you know? That's like the, the least popular pod we've ever done, by the way. Episode oh, titles. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, nobody nobody cares. Luke and I said it on the pod. We're like, no one's gonna care about this one. But I yeah, always I, loved episode I, titles. I'm being a nerd because like my brother will come up to me like if he wants to show his kids like what episode did, did Curly do this? I'm like, oh, it's called this. Like I, I I was good with the Stooges titles, and I'm not like that with Looney Tunes. I'm, I'm somewhat good. Oh sure, yeah. we, we both are there. But but I feel like. Like Duke's Hazard, I'm not that kind of a nerd. Like for some reason, the title just seems so memorable to me. That's why I knew it. Dr. But, Jekyll uh, and Mr. Duke. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, so stupid. Ridiculous. But, uh, hey, Bomber, right, uh, your, uh, your brother's got a podcast. Oh, yes. Uh, I tried to plug that last time. He's still going strong. It's called uh, First Class Fatherhood. It's all about being a dad, and he has all these popular dads, or you know, not popular, but you know, people you know, you've heard of. So uh, yeah, like name a few who've been on there. Uh, Tony Hawk, uh, Tony Hawk, Kurt Warner, Deion Sanders. He, he's had a lot of people on there. So uh, check it out; you'll love it. And uh, that's about all I got. Awesome. Hey, me too, man. Listen. So again, just hit us up on Instagram at stwarp10, or uh, email us stwarp10 at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Um, hey, man. Bomber, thanks so much for doing this again. I love it. I want to get you on as many times as possible. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, it's nice to talk about Star Trek and uh, still be awake. So I <laughs> Listen, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's all we got. See you next time. God bless.